0: our worship and for them good to be this morning and for those online that are watching it's really great to have you with us as well i'm just going to pray before i start lord thank you that you promise you're always with us that you don't leave us alone whatever we walk through lord you're right there beside us and i pray as i bring what you've spoken to me about bless people and you'll speak through me lord and people will be encouraged amen so, when I want to ask you a question this morning. I like to put it out there first before I preach, and that is what comes first in your life? Is it your kids, your job, your money, your partner, your family, or is it God? And who or what immediately comes to mind when I ask you that question? And if I ask you this, um, where do you get your strength from in times of trouble, then you might have similar answers. And I've been really challenged by this recently. Uh, personally, and, as always, that stirs up something inside me to share with you, so, like Quay said last week, when, week when you 're up here preaching i 'm preaching to myself and then i 'm just sharing it with you i don 't want you to think that i 'm just speaking at you i 'm speaking from something god 's spoken to me about, and I felt personally reminded that recently that, of the fact that i don 't always get my strength from God, and when we 've been through high heart- overwhelming. Like it can for all of us. The first place I turn to is not always God, and I felt God actually ask me recently when um, I was struggling with some stuff, and I felt sort of an audible voice. I've never felt that, before, never heard that before, but I felt God actually ask me, "Do you get your strength from Me, Rosie?" And I I knew the answer was no, not always. We need a bit of honesty, don't we, up here and I've been a Christian all my life, and I still haven't figured it out. And I, there's only a handful of times I can say that I've truly, fully got my strength from God. So let's see what the Bible says. We're going to go straight to the Bible, because it's our life manual and our guide. In Matthew 6:31, it says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these need you as well. When we're going through those difficult times, when we feel uneasy, lost, broken, our minds can get preoccupied with those earthly things that it speaks about. How are we going to afford that bill? How are we going to manage that difficult situation? How are we going to face another day in a job that we hate? How are we going to keep going and keep it together? But in that scripture, it says, Seek first my kingdom, and all these things will be given to you also. So there's our instruction right there, and that's for us to take hold of and learn from. And the story in the Bible comes to mind about the wise man and the foolish man. And it's actually in the chapter after that passage uh, in Matthew that I just read and it says if we listen and obey god's word and do what he instructs us then we'll be like the wise man who built his house on a rock so when the rains and the storms come the house has firm foundations but if we don't listen or i guess do it in our own strength then we're like the foolish man who built his house on the sand and when the storms came that house fell so when we get our foundations right, those deep-rooted foundations, I believe we will automatically turn to God first. We won't look at what's around us to the left or to the right. We'll look straight at him. And it's like a direct path to God rather than going around the long way. So in the ups and downs of life, we're going to be on autopilot to seek God first. And then his strength will enable us to persevere. I think it's actually easier to, if we go straight to him rather than trying to figure it out on us, by our own strength and do it on our own. And those things that we can put our strength in, those earthy things, they will only satisfy us for a short time. They might make things a comfort. And we might think, we're okay, we don't need God right now. I've sorted it, done it. But the truth is that we need him more than ever to be our first port of call in all things, not just when life's bad, but when life's good too. Now I know, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's wrong to get support from those around you, from like-minded Christians, people who encourage us in our relationship with God when we're going through difficult times. But those resources have boundaries because they're human just like us. In Philippians 4, verse 13, it says, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. I love that. That says infuses me. It's like God's um, in us. Don't get... Everything else you've tried has failed. Our relationship with God isn't a 999 kind of, I really need to help God right now, emergency relationship. I I think it's quite easy that we make idols out of the things in our lives that we go to for strength. Things that replace God or become like God. I'm guilty of it, and it's something I'd love to work on in my life, and I'd love to be better at. And we know one of the Ten Commandments says that we shall not have idols. But but what does that mean? And I think, when you think about that, I always think about what Thomas preached about, about uh, the three men that went into the fire, and they were asked to bow down to, you know, a statue. And that's what we think about when we think of an idol, a big wooden, gold, whatever, statue. But... It's defined as an extreme admiration, love or reverence for something or someone that we worship other than God as though it were God. And the Israelites worshipped literal idols. Uh, we can look at it, it's in Kings in the Bible and they expected um, them to give them strength and provision and comfort. And they sort of added um, the God of Baal that they worshipped into their insurance policy. <laughs> And they probably didn't give up on God completely, but they needed a little backup, just in case it didn't work out. But God had to step in, because their God that they worshipped didn't prevail. We shouldn't use those idols as our backup, as our insurance policy, because ultimately, they won't provide for us. God is our only reliable source of strength. And it doesn't matter how many times God proves himself to us. Logically, we know that God is what we need. We can do all the right things, say all the right things, appear to have it all sorted out, but we still find ourselves turning to the things of the world to fix our problems. And then God has to step in and prove himself all over again to us. Because he's not an I told you so kind of God. And the truth is that God's enough for us. God promises he'll always be there. He's always close and he's never left us. And we can always count on him for our comfort and our strength in every season of our lives. We're not just known by him. We're treasured by him. In Isaiah 40:29, I love this Bible verse. It says, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Being strong in the hard times isn't about us. It's about God's strength in us. And it says in the Bible that God puts his treasure in jars of clay. Now, our worth isn't from ourselves, it's from God. And the treasure that's inside of us shines through those cracks. The clay represents the weakness and fragility. And that clay is shaped and molded by God, who's the potter. And it seems um, counterintuitive for God to put such precious things in the most ordinary, fragile, very common vessel, which is us. Yes, we're weak, we're cracked, and we're, we're less than perfect, but the treasure in us is amazing. And God chooses us again and again, and His power's in us. Corinthians, it says, The God who said, Out of the darkness, out of darkness the light will shine, is the same God who made His light shine in our hearts to bring us the knowledge of God's glory shining in the face of Christ. Yet we who have this spiritual treasure are like common clay pots in order to show that the supreme power belongs to God and not us. We are often troubled but not crushed. Sometimes there are many enemies but we are never without a friend and though badly hurt at times we are not destroyed. His strength overcomes our weakness and it's greater than our own strength we might think that we're strong and we can manage it all but it says those who hope in the Lord those who seek God first will renew their strength and their war cannot be faint let us hope in the Lord because we're blessed to know him as our friend let God be the strength of your heart and choose to let God lead the way He's our strong tower. When everything else around us feels like it's falling apart, he's steadfast and he's constant. David strengthened himself with trust in God, in his God, it says in the Bible. David was a man of faith and he strengthened himself with his trust. That true strength is only possible by relying on and cultivating a relationship with God. You might ask, how do we strengthen ourselves in God? I'm feeling broken. I don't know how I'm going to carry on. And sometimes it's really hard, and the only place we can go to is God. We need to proactively build that relationship with God, read our Bible, pray, study, and meet others Um, other Christians that will support us. I want to be proactive in making that choice to build my relationship with God. And we uh, ask him to fill us with his Holy Spirit who's our helper in times of trouble. Remind yourself of the times that God's proved himself to you and he's strengthened you again and again with things that you've gone through. Gratitude and praise build strength. Thank God for the times he's brought you through. We shouldn't ever forget him. Sometimes I think it's easy to forget when he's brought you through something. um, I'm the same. You know, you're praying about something and you've asked God to help you and you get through it and you get sort of what you want and God's probably like, hello, hello." (laughs) you've forgotten who I am here because we get so caught up in what we want and getting what we want and feeling, oh good, this is sorted, that we forget that God brought us through that. I think there's so much also to be said about being vulnerable to God. I felt this week that sometimes we need to just take ourselves to God, however we feel, but be vulnerable with him. Let him in. Put your hands up and say, I need your help, God. he's not going to say no. The ability to get through the toughest of times comes from strengthening yourself in him. And we can say day by day, but sometimes it might be hour by hour as we go through our day. And that resilience grows through that relational dependency problems that we face. Give God your weakness. Go to God in your weakness, in your vulnerability, and he will give you his strength. God says his grace is sufficient for us. For his power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, we should boast all the more gladly about weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on us. We delight in our weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions and in difficulties. For when we are weak, then we are strong. Yeah, amen. That's amazing because we're not going to feel strong all the time. Not most of the time, really. But I'm so grateful that when we're weak, then we are strong. Because God puts his treasure in our hearts. Now it's Remembrance Sunday today. And I'm reminded of the fact that there's people that have sacrificed so much for us. But they've also been through a lot of hard times and had to rely on God. Lots of them would have relied on God for their strength. And I asked a good friend who's in the military, in, he's back in the States now, how, whether he could tell me a testimony about how he's relied on God for his strength during hard times and how did his faith help him. And he said this. It's, take me a minute to read it. <clears throat> he said, life in general always has its hardships and it's a daily struggle for all those who follow Christ Jesus to persevere through this fallen world. I personally believe that serving in the military can greatly intensify the need of perseverance and the daily need to cling to Jesus. So many sacrifices go unseen by the general public, sacrifices that affect an entire family and not just the military member. Drastic or sudden change to situations or circumstance, mental health, physical stress, emotional and financial anxiety are all things where... But these are all heightened through what is asked of you in the military service. In the United States, they have what Air Force, they have what is called the four pillars mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual strength. From the moment you start your training and throughout your career, these four areas of life are constantly focused upon through continual resiliency. Res, I can't say that word. I struggled to say that earlier. Resiliency training. Thanks. <laughs> For, for they are equally consistent in being challenged on a daily basis. For me, this is my friend talking, my strongest pillar is spiritual. And that this I know is only through the grace of Jesus Christ and the willingness of my heart to draw closer to him. Though many people may be able to generally relate to these things, one thing that sets military life apart is deployment. Deployment and distance training are undoubtedly the largest difficulties to face in military life. Some individuals are gone for an entire year or more and some deploy so rapidly every six months that it is nearly impossible. The survival of these circumstances desperately needs the strength of the four pillars. And for me, my spiritual pillar is what guides me through. In 2015, we were living in Italy, already distant from the support of family, when I deployed for seven months. My wife had just given birth to our third child who was only six weeks at the time. Having to say goodbye to my family, my comforts, and my support was extremely difficult. I show up to the desert where temperatures reach 53 degrees Celsius, and you are stuck with the exact same people 24-7, the same food. Your patience is tried, and you are constantly bombarded by temptation. In this place, of all the places I'd rather be, God called to me. I found myself not only surviving this place, but persevering and even growing reading books on how to strengthen my marriage, daily devotions, a weekly Bible study, all these things to keep me focused on the importance of my faith. Without my faith, without the Holy Spirit and the desire he instilled in me to seek Jesus, I would not have had the strength to make it through. God was with me. I could physically feel the abundance of his presence that stayed with me throughout this difficult journey. He remains with me and through trials like these I'm reminded how desperately I need Jesus but also reminded of how great his love is for me. So many men and women struggle and are overcome by life and by this world. He says, take time to pray for those who serve and remember the sacrifices that have been made. This is a constant reminder of how thankful he is for God's love. Being a servant takes strength and struggling through adversity, no matter the type or cause, is what makes us all equal and equally desperate for the salvation of Jesus Christ. I think that is such a powerful example of strength in Christ. And I hope that you're encouraged today that when the road ahead looks really tough and feels really hard, that in him we are strong and we have all that we need. Does the band want to come up? I was going to get the band up before I read that, but they'd have been stood here for ages. Um... We know that those earthly things that we put before God and worry about, we're all going to go through those, have those worries. But God says don't worry about those things. Seek him first and then all those things will be given to us. Go to God first. Don't go somewhere else and try and figure it out on your own like I do all the time. In your earthly mind you might think I can do this, do this, do this. I've got it all figured out but let's see how how much better we would feel if we went straight to God. And I truly believe that if we get used to doing this, that we'll just start doing it naturally, and it'll become a habit. Remind yourself that God's treasure is in you, that we are like a jar of clay, n- not looking like much from the outside. In Bible times, they were really common because it was... Cheap and free, they made them from the earth, but we are far from cheap and ordinary. We might look it on the outside, but inside our hearts, God's put his treasure. And I'm so grateful that he has, that he promises that he'll be with us. And Timothy, I've been holding on to this verse this week, but it says, But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. That means he's here. He's standing with you and he's strengthening you. He's not up somewhere where we don't know him, where he's not with us, that he's here. He stood with us like our friend. I'm just going to pray to close. Lord, I thank you that our strength is in you when we can't manage it by ourselves. That our strength is in you, Lord, and you promise to be with us. I thank you that you've put your treasure in us. Even though sometimes we don't feel like it, you made us and you love us. Lord, I pray you'll help us to remember to seek you first in all that we do. Not just when it gets to an emergency and we feel like we need you. Lord, I pray you'll help us to do it continually. Put you first, seek you first. Read your word. Lord, and I pray that you'll be with us this morning. That you'll go, that you'll be with people in their hearts and you'll strengthen them this week. Lord, that they'll feel strong in you. That they'll give you their weakness and you, in return, give them your strength. Lord, I thank you that you put this word on my heart and you spoke to me about it. So I could share it out. And I pray that people will be encouraged, not dismayed, even if we're feeling broken, even if we're struggling. Lord, that you are our strength and you stand with us and strengthen us.